Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let me take you on a day. day. We ain't got a way. Tell me if you got an ex nigga in the way. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Talking Sporty. I'm Brittany Betts. And I'm P. Hey, it's 824. Happy Kobe Day. That's right. Happy Kobe Day. I miss him so much. I know. It was funny because I think, like, I, like, posted a picture of myself uh, at the mural. It was, like, years back. It was so And cool. I was like, oh, snap. I don't want Brittany to think I'm, like, at the mural or something, you know? <laughs> No, I, I think you have posted that before. Yeah, yeah. I like not that you. I'm like a crazy person, but I mean, I love you. And Twitter <laughs> is where we met. So like, you know, True. so you're one of my most favorite people on Twitter, obviously. And in real life, truly, like you have a special place in my heart. But yeah. anyway, I'm not going to get on with you right now. Yes, but it is. It is. I, my it is. My yes, no, I saw the picture and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I love that picture of you. <laughs> When I first saw it, and then I loved it again tonight. <laughs> and then I wore this hat. Like, I had already had it on because I was like, my hair is crazy. I need to straighten it. Yeah. So I was going to wear a hat anyway. And I was just like, this is a perfect one. And then I saw your picture. Like, yep, perfect one. <laughs> Synced up. Eight, no, eight. Love it. Yeah. I love it. So. What was that? What has been going on in your sports life? Oh, you know, you know, it's about that time where it's about to get chaotic. Yes. A lot we have you watch the preseason Rams game. Yes, I watched. Actually, the last one that I watched last weekend, I was busy, but the last one that I watched was the Charger one. And okay, so you didn't watch Raiders? No, I didn't watch the Raider one. That was two okay. seconds ago. Um, yeah. Um, it's not a Rams preseason if we don't lose, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, it's preseason. But, exactly. Let's talk about, though, the Raiders situation. What do you think about um, the Max Crosby and Cam Akers stuff? I mean, there's always a scuffle, right? Like these joint practices, scuffle, scuffle. Rams practices, joint practices, scuffle. Like, since they've been back to L.A., I've known. (laughs) But, no, seriously. So, like, they have to know these – the fights are bound to happen, right? Yeah. Now, Cam, he's smaller. (laughs) Like, okay, so did you see the picture of Max and Aaron Donald? Oh, my gosh. And, like, you know Aaron Donald is just, like – astronomically huge like especially you know what I mean like and so to see Max Crosby bigger than him to that just is gonna give you the scale right right Cam is obviously a smaller size smaller size yeah and I just he that whole just back and forth between them or like the exchange about he how he was like what did I get or whatever like I'm I'm curious to know too, but I just I'd be scared of Max yeah. Crosby. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you think? I absolutely I did see them. You think Cam gave him the business like he was saying? I mean, sweetheart, you know, don't fight outside your weight class. Come on now. But um uh yeah, so those those joint practices fights seems like it's gonna be a pattern with us. 
Uh, I was just ready for a helmet to swing, you know what I mean? But I guess not. For sure. Um, so the Rams have their last preseason game this Saturday against the Broncos. Yep, this weekend. Oh, my gosh. So what happened with Jerry Judy? I, oh my, I feel so bad because Broncos, like, they're cursed with their receivers. I And you know what? I, I got to say, first, I got to say respectfully, I'm glad I didn't draft him in fantasy. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think two seasons ago, Jerry Judy also towards ACL. So, yeah. So is that what it was? No, this is a hamstring injury, oh, actually. So but apparently, nothing as bad. I mean, not as bad. Right, but apparently it was it was painful enough. He had to be carted off. So that's something that right. obviously we would have to monitor. Um. So that's what's going on with the Broncos. Um, our last. <clears throat> Preseason games this Saturday. We wait a We're week. We're not playing starters, right? Not to my understanding, no. But um, it would be interesting to see some guys get some snaps here and there. Um, I was reading up earlier today. Um, seems like Cooper and, and Matt uh, look well. Looks like they didn't miss a step. Yeah. Um, I which- heard that um, Matthew and Van had a really big connection, like a 75-yard tutty. Yeah. I mean, it's practice, but, you know, I like you know, Another thing that I, I like to hear that the offense is making moves, with, even right. with the shaky. Well, not necessarily – I'm not going to say shaky because we don't really even know what's going to be happening with the O-line. Like, there's no decisions that have been made. Right. But it's shaky in a sense that – we it's not consistent yet. It's not secure yet. Like it's not finalized. We don't know who's gonna be where necessarily, but you know. And and that probably won't even be the case even after this season. Who knows? But right. Um happy to see that uh our TCU pick Avila's been doing well, I heard. Putting in some work, yeah. Putting in some work. I did read a tweet about that earlier today. So um it's definitely still looking like it's going to take some time this season. <laughs> is, uh, no, no, you know, do you think that this is the tank season? I think they're dressing it up beautifully and saying that, you know, using anything but the word, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, I don't know. Like, there was a tweet that I... Twitter, Twitter. But no, there was a tweet that I had retweeted and it was like, it was a bar. And this guy was, he was spitting. He was just like, you know, uh, like, we'll never not try to win. Like, that's not in McVeigh. You know, like, Aaron Donald won't do that. Matthew Stafford won't do that. Cooper Cup won't do that. And like, that is so true because, like, I've never played a snap of football. Like, that is me you know what I mean like I'm just a true 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 fan a lover of this game but like I feel like from the sidelines as a fan especially for McVay especially as with him as a coach like I'm ready to jump in there I'm ready to die for this team no for sure but if you feel like you've set those guys up to be the pillars and you won one together and you're saying like I mean, I can probably hear McVay saying, like, just let me fill in these pieces. Trust me, whatever the case is. Like, yeah, you're going to you're gonna try to win. You're not going to just be like, eh. Yeah. Next year, they're going to have the whatever pick, the number one pick. No, that's not. 
no, that's not the competitor in those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say, um, I totally agree with you. First of all, uh, I think that it's not in any of their DNAs to, uh, just completely give up. Um, I also don't think that they would do that. Um, do I think we're winning more than seven games? <laughs> Maybe not. But I, uh, I hope it's damn sure better than the last year. And that's all we can ask for, right? Given yeah, I mean, and it has to be. It right. truly has to be. Like, uh, I was looking at the um, the defensive roster, you know, like the depth chart. And <laughs> Zosa has said, God bless Ryan Morris. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he's got a lot on his plate this this season. I do want to. Uh, Donald and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but Aaron I think, Donald, he might be having that new dad energy. Congratulations to him and his yeah, wife. Congratulations wife. to a boy, right? Yes, congratulations. <laughs> I said they like he did it, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's. I'll say this and then we can go on to the next topic, but I think there's, there's definitely more upside this season with some new pieces here and there um, than last season. There's, there's, there's definitely something to look forward to. I'll say. Yeah. The tight end. um, What you were saying is true. Like, you know, they have a lot of upside in these young guys, like, a third of the roster is young guys. You exactly. know what I mean? So, <laughs> and it's, and it's unfortunately it's going to take some time. Um, and I think people uh, are they still have that taste of victory anyway. So, I think regardless, though, it's still LA. Um, and I think that comes with pressure, no matter what the sport is, right. uh, to win. So, um, I think that it's going to be a lot better than last year. Uh, are we going to make the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, every prediction that I'm seeing, everybody that um, from all the analysts that I've watched, all the posts that I've seen, everybody has this like nothing better. Oh, they last. <laughs> they last. It's like they're putting us above the Cardinals, right? It's not like, even they last, but, well, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Like we down, oh, we're, we're not even going to count the Cardinals, right? They're, God knows what they're doing. Bless their hearts. We're down there. I mean, they're offloading. They really are. They really are. So, <laughs> For nothing. Yeah. And I think, still, I think, I think it's, it's a fair place to give us. Um, I don't think that we've shown much promising or many promising moves this season so or this coming season i should say so i'm actually okay with what we're where we're at no expectations just you know we got to write it down i'm hopeful but i'm also realistic like you know yeah. i don't want the show to seem like this is the ram show where i'm just going to be like they're awesome they're amazing like we're right like we right. have to be realistic because yeah. you know we're women who are talking about football and like truth be, truthfully, truthfully speaking, <laughs> like we already don't necessarily get the respect for our opinion. So oh. like if we're given this just over inflated, over exaggerated, just ultra biased opinion that is quite frankly asinine, you know, like I don't think that that would be quite satisfying. <laughs> to the viewer yeah, um, yeah. but and like I want to be authentic and I want to be 
truthful and I'm a realist. So not to say like, I think that we absolutely can make the playoffs, but I do think that it is, it could be possible because I don't think that the NFC is just that, that cutthroat like yeah. the NFC is, you know what I mean? So right. <laughs> we can talk about that though in a minute, you know, but just in terms of the Rams and upside, um, I didn't really watch all of the Raiders game. Um, there were some plays that I watched with Stetson Bennett, like Stetson Bennett. And he, to me, it was a play where he overshot this receiver. Well, and like I was debating back and forth with people on Twitter just about them telling me that, no, it was a miscommunication because the the receiver had ran the route the wrong route. And then they were saying like, oh, it was a misread by him. And like it's you know, the NFL is all about timing and that window and like the route and da, da, da. And I'm just like, regardless of that, he, even if it was about timing, he completely missed him. And like, it was a terrible read. It was like triple coverage and <laughs> it would have been a pick. And it's, that is okay. That is okay. That is why you put him out there right. in the preseason. Like you're playing this vanilla offense. You want to get a feel for him. You want to get him loose. You want to get him comfortable. You want to get him, yeah. you know, scrambling around and just not scrambling around, but you want to get him comfortable in the pocket and then roll him out a little bit and just do mm -hmm. some things. Like, you know, you're just testing it out. Like yeah. I expect him to make mistakes. I don't expect him to be amazing because again, he's, he's a backup quarterback. Like Matthew Stafford is going to be, he's a pillar. Right. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. That was my little, my noteboard. See, that's why we need people to work for us. <laughs> yeah. And I think like that goes back to what I was saying um, about our growing pains. Right. And that's a perfect example. Um, you know, I think whether it's Setson or Matthew, like, Somebody's going to be doing some scrambling around, unfortunately, given our line situation. That's okay. Um, but those are just <laughs> going to be the growing pains. Um, and that's why we're super realist, realist. Like, I know. They're like, dude, on, teetering so. on the side of like a pessimist. Like, right. <laughs> hey, at least it leaves little room for disappointment. But like I said, true. But again, what was our record last season? Like, we won three games, right? Five, I believe. Five, 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 five games. Oh my god, that was <laughs> I was in a dark place. <laughs> She's like, please make me forget that. I mean, five. Eight. Oh, we we could win five games. They. That's what I'm saying. It could be, it could be a couple games better than last season. That's okay. We'll have it. Um, what we do know is that we will be at some tailgates this season. So that's Yay. one thing we are sure of. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, for sure. For sure, home opener, season opener at SoFi, the crib. Yes, and there's some other games that we're going to... Don't sell your tickets, people. Seriously. Like, I know, don't sell tickets. Just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not selling <clears throat> my seats. Well, Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna be tailgating, asking questions, having fun, playing games. It's it's regardless season in a dump or not. We want to know. We're we're gonna want to figure out at the tailgate takeover who is the ultimate tailgate at the Rams tailgate. Yep. In terms of just party vibe, Rams trivia, 
food. Yes. I have to taste the food, Brittany Bites. <laughs> <laughs> All that good stuff. You gotta always give that a plug, even though I don't have my episodes out. It's coming soon, coming soon. <laughs> um, so we wanted to go ahead and talk about the NFC, um, how the imbalance, I guess you could say, between the AFC is doesn't we I think we briefly talked about this last episode, but it doesn't help that Aaron Rodgers left to the AFC. Um yeah, well, the NFC, let's say that. But no, like I was saying, the Rams possibly like I give them a chance in terms of making the playoffs because the NFC isn't as com- I'm not going to say it isn't as competitive like it's the NFL, it's the the top of the top, you know, the best of the best, but it's just not the AFC right now. No. And so with there being an extra wild card spot it's possible. Maybe it's possible. You know, yeah, it is possible. Um, I think the NFC is going to be the Eagles' NFC to lose. So that's my thought. Um, there's maybe outside of them. Obviously, we unfortunately have to give the Niners their credit. Um, Absolutely. We don't know what their quarterback situation is looking like, but that doesn't matter because they're well, it matters, but. It'll get them there. We we've seen it time and time again, right? They they haven't had a superstar talent at quarterback, and they've gone there. So shout out to the system. Exactly. I mean, um, I I definitely think it, in, you have to give him credit. Like he he's a great offensive mind. Whether he's a great game manager and just like a closeout, get the job done guy. Like obviously no, <laughs> but he's a good offensive mind. Yeah, of course. That I don't think that there's denying that. Um, we've seen it time and time again, not just with the Niners. Um, yeah. We can talk about that unfortunate game in February of 2017, <laughs> but uh, when he was a Falcon. Uh, but let's not talk about that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think the NFC is the Eagles to lose. Um, there's a strong case for the Niners there. Uh, I really like where the Lions are at right now. Really? In the North, I like the Vikings again. I liked them last season, and, like, I got a lot of slack because it was like they didn't play a lot of people. Their schedule, strength of the schedule was weak. Yeah. Their cousins, that type of thing. But here's the thing. Like, they won 13 games, if I'm not mistaken. 13 games, which Mm – that's not that easy to do in the National Football Regardless, League. No matter right. what, they were yeah. wins. If I don't care if every single game was 21-20, they were wins. You know, I, I mean, mean, that game against against the Colts alone, like the comeback, historic. And so, you like you, you got to give it credit where it's due. So I agree. Yeah, but then okay, yeah. So no, but I'm I was gonna talk about something else. But yeah, the Vikings to me, I think are a very strong contender, especially because they just added another piece to their arsenal i was telling ryan um when i was talking to him last week thank you ryan so much for also filling in for p yeah for Um, real thanks ryan for shout out to ryan for filling in for me he's the best he's the best no i was telling ryan that since the vikings have gotten um brian flores as their defensive coordinator that's that's a big piece you know like I think that that changes a lot of things. They already have Kevin O'Connell. He's offensive mind. He's like 
he worked with Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and then he worked with Kirk Cousins. I mean, not necessarily the same, but then you got Jettis, you know what I mean? And now you're going to have Jordan Addison, too. Like, yeah. And their running back is Cook 2.0, supposedly. You know. Yeah, I was going to say that. Alex Madison, yeah. Madison, okay. Yeah, because you're my fantasy good. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we talk about fantasy. My God. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think that they're definitely going to make some noise in their division this season too. Um, I think that they might. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that the Niners are going to win the West? <sighs> We're talking about being realistic, right? Put <laughs> uh, and. I was kind of going back and forth. I had to tell Ryan. Like I was going back and forth with this guy on Twitter. He was a bully, though, like for real, for real. Like, and I was on another space listening to him talk to people, and he just bullies people like, oh my gosh, but whatever. So he was just kind of talking about the Niners and the hate that the Rams have. And it's like, I truly can put the hate aside as a realist yeah. to say that the Niners are a good football team. Right. That doesn't finish the job. Yeah. Now, whatever you want to take that as, whatever piece you think that is that needs to be changed, adjusted, shifted, whatever, you know what I mean? But something is something's not right. Something isn't 100%. And I don't think that going into this season, Brock Purdy is necessarily it after seeing him play a few <clears throat> you know, postseason games. Um, you're saying you don't think he's it. I don't think he's it, but I think that the Niners are always like, I can put my hatred as, you know, a Rams fan to the side and say that the the Niners are always a contender. Do I think that they're top three in the league right now? No, no, of course not. But But I think that they're always a contender. Of course. Defense is always strong. Like the offense, like I was saying, give Kyle Shanahan his credit in terms of his offense that he runs is, you know, his system. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, obviously, I think this may be Shanahan's, like, like he's kind of, his seat's getting a little warm. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't think they can handle another season of just barely getting there or barely making it. Or you, at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, you get no, you get no banners for, we almost made it, guys. You almost know what I'm saying? Count. Almost doesn't count exactly. So I think that it's fair to say that Shanahan's seat is a little warm. It's a little lukewarm right now. Okay. That correct situation in, the, in in San Francisco is not pretty. Um, it's it's not it's not good optics either, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, um, if that's not dividing the locker room in any way, shape, or form, and the guys can come together and win these games, then hey, more power to them. Um, but yeah, I can sit here confidently, confidently say that, um, you know, they are definitely, I would give them top five to come out of the conference, but, um, they gotta, they gotta get the job done first. And I think that's been a consistent issue with them. So, um, (laughs) I think that Seattle's going to be the, is going to come out of the West though. And like, that's not with me. That's not even my hatred. You know what I mean? Speaking. No, regardless. Yeah. They're, they're going to be really good. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, P. Carroll is P. Carroll, right? Yeah. Um, they drafted yeah. really well. Like they have just like springy young guys, like 
I mean, you know, what, what more is there to say? Their running back duo was nice. Yeah, um, I read some positive things. Oh, but their receiver got hurt. He broke his wrist, I think. The yes, rookie that he, they drafted from Ohio State. But yes. still, like, I don't think that that means. Yeah, so they're like, saying. Just, a lot, like everything, you know, no, that's detrimental, not, but, but they're still, still going to be a threat. Sure. Even, you know, with Gino. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they are. They got some, they got some, they got some good stuff on both sides of the ball, right? Like, it's just, it's like, talk about a front office that knows what they're doing. That's not a knock on anybody else's front office, by the way. That's just an example. Um, you know what I mean? And obviously, Pete Carroll play, plays a huge role in that. But um, there's some, there's some good stuff that's uh, coming out of Seattle. And it's already in the works, right? So I think their, their fans are like really excited about that. Um, I can't talk about Seattle, not talk about my boy Zach. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say they drafted some UCLA guys, didn't they draft the tight end too? They drafted Zach and they drafted, um, his name is escaping me right now, but um, it wasn't a tight end, I'll get back to you on that. But they did draft two of my uh UCLA boys, so um, there's definitely some upside there. I can see the case for why you would say that Seattle's coming out of the West. Um, I can, we can make cases for both of those teams. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But Hey, who knows? It's football. Who oh knows? my gosh. There's so much parody in the NFL. Like it's just yeah. any given Sunday. Exactly. Anybody Sunday, you know what I mean? So. And yeah. And I'm glad you said any given Sunday, because I think that's going to take us to the next topic about fantasy football. Um, because the stress is about to start, okay? <laughs> um, I did my first draft on Sunday. I got my next draft on Saturday with the Rams chat. Shout out to the Rams chat because I love the boys in there. Okay, okay. Wait, so how many leagues are you in? Girl, why did you stop me? I'm in three. I was in four. I'm in three right now. If I would have said, like, if I would have agreed to as many as I wanted to, I probably would have been in five, but oh my gosh. that's just a waste of time and money, you know, and I don't got it. So yeah. I am in three. <clears throat> I got two on Saturday and I'm done. Um, I'm really excited about that. Looking forward to uh, um, one team that I obviously already did. I'm pretty excited about. Um, you know what, though, I thought was interesting? This is actually the first season that I've done fantasy football where I don't have a single Ram on my team. Really? Oh, my goodness. I don't have a single Ram. I hate this. No. <laughs> I know, be quiet. Well, I'll say this. I, I had the 10th pick, okay? Okay. So uh, I went Nick Chubb with my first. Okay. Um, but I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have any Rams. Who was the first receiver that you took? And who's your quarterback? My quarterback for a third year since his rookie season is Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, nice. The first receiver that I took was actually George Pickens. I think that he's going to put up some nice numbers. Yeah. So I got George Pickens. He was one of the first receivers that I took. I went back-to-back -back running backs, um, and then I got that out of the way. And then it just started going all over the place. I don't really have a second running back. Tony Pollard. 
Okay. So he went like back. What's that? He's back back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then with Zeke leaving, I'm I'm looking at like a hey, he's gonna be that guy in Dallas. So hey, I can interchange. I'm trying to get Zach on my team, but somebody's trying to trade me for him. They're trying to finesse me because they know how bad I want him on my team. I'm like, come on, man. Well, they're trying to give you or with uh you gotta give over, hand over what? He wants Tony Pollard for Zach Charbonnet. I'm like, no, dude, come on. Zach's so like straight up trade. No. Straight so up no. Actually giving me somebody else too. I forgot is to that gonna be there. Seattle's running back too. Well, that's another thing that I read. I, oh, he was trying to give me Antonio Gibson and Zach, and I would give him Tony Pollard. Two RB, probably RB twos, RB threes with an RB one upside for Tony Pollard. Probably the only guy that's reliable at that position in in Dallas right now. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I I think. That is one thing that I just noticed talking to you right now. I don't have a single round on my team. That, that, make, that makes me sad. I'm like, wait, I just thought a little about pessim- pessimism there. No, yeah, I'm like, look, I don't even want nothing to do with you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, do you have like a, do you have like a, when you do play fantasy, I know that you like play, then like, it's just like, sometimes you also do it for fun, but do you have like a, like a must do when you play fantasy, like I got to have this guy or I got to go this way. Or like, you know, like for me, it's like, if usually, yeah. Or usually everyone's strategy is like draft running back first, you know, but people go all over the place, especially lately with like the surge of tight ends and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, people go all over the place, but like, for me, it's like I thought it was like I want at least one Ram, and I guess <laughs> it didn't happen. Well, well, first of all, before I could draft, Cooper was already gone. So of course, yeah. Like, why would you leave him on the table? Yeah, I was tenth. Maybe you can trade for somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's my first. My first draft was out. I have two this weekend. We'll see what it looks like. Maybe I gotta have a Ram some some of these teams like i can't be fake about it you know (laughs) um but looking forward to fantasy football um it's always exciting it makes football season that much more fun i think and also i feel like fantasy football will be having you root for like guys or teams that you never thought you would root for like i had debo samuel a couple seasons ago i think last season i was like like wishing that they would win i'm like okay. no, I, no i know what you mean you my, know? Brother, my brother will be watching the game with us and like obviously you know us being rams fans and like if he has a nine like if you say he has debo he, he's like sorry but i need him to score like, right, exactly. like a star base just mm-hmm. you know his fantasy is a little bit more important than yeah. our fandom so yeah <laughs> i get it uh fantasy football does just bring it brings out a different different side of people i feel football in general does but fantasy football does bring out a different side in people oh that's betting trust me that's a whole episode though yeah yeah i, I don't even want to look at my price picks because first of all i'm locked out oh, right no, we're gonna start like 
trust me, that's going to be a part of this. Once the seasons, because we're not degenerates. We're not pre-season <laughs> betting. Are you I'm kidding? Like, for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. No, we're not betting right now. But once the season gets started, oh, we're locked and loaded. And we'll like share our picks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'll the same ticket. That's what we'll do. We'll share it and then we'll see who wants to to ride with us. For sure. For sure. Um, I gotta get my price pick situation fixed. I almost got like my price picks got hacked when I was on vacation and they locked my account ever since. So Oh Lord. Okay, well get that figured out first. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Fantasy is on the way. I'm really going to see if Laquan can come on here next week because you'll have your final draft by then. He can talk fantasy with us. He's like the expert. I will. So, I'm not an expert by any From Ram's Twitter. And so yeah. you're my expert. What do you mean? Shut up. I'm, like, I'm not a fantasy expert by any means. But you know what? This year, I sound like a Cowboy fan. This is my year. This oh, year, my God. This Every year is your year. <laughs> this year is my year. Um, oh gosh, uh, no shade, no shade. Love them. Um, everybody has Cowboys fans in their lives, and they're like the same person, like they can just describe <laughs> them, and they're like the same person. They're like, they're like, it's like, it's like if you like when you choose your fan base, you have like a questionnaire, right? And I feel like every every single Cowboy fan ticks the same box, it's it's insane. It's it's like a science behind it. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, Niner fans are getting up there. Um, yeah, and you know what bothers me? Like, this is just gonna be a random rant, but like on Twitter, Twitter yeah. is. It, can we call it Twitter still? Even is it X? Look, Staples is always gonna be Staples. Oh, me. that absolutely, absolutely. So you know what? You are right because I'm. I'm gonna always call them tweets. So. Exactly. Twitter. It's always it will forever be Twitter on this yeah, show. I'm talking yeah. sporty. Yeah. But so Twitter, I forgot what I was gonna say. Ah I hate that. Um ah. anywho, that just happens. Like we already talked about that at the beginning. I was like mom brain. I have yeah. a little chart here, but whatever. It'll come back to you and we can we one can day. One day. <laughs> but yeah, um, fantasy, we'll get it popping, all that. Oh, you say you're going to have Laquan on here. Um, We have to ask him, yeah. Hopefully he says yes. And then, so we want to go on to um, our segment of our shows that we have been. What have you been watching, my friend? Um, So I am up to date on Hard Knocks. Just watched back-to-back weeks. Um, Obviously, today's Thursday, so the Tuesday episode just came out. Um, I gotta say, and I know that you and I talked about this kind of on the last episode, but I gotta say, I, I genuinely see like the excitement behind Hard Knocks again. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and people are saying it's good again. Yeah, it's for obvious reasons, of course, sure, but it's like, it's like they, like it doesn't feel like half-assed or like it's just like I like I. Again, I had stopped watching Hard Knocks probably like on and off. Um, I actually watched a couple episodes last year. You know, the Lions had the Hard Knocks. I did watch a couple episodes of the Lions because my boy Jared Goff. You know what I'm saying? I had to, we had to show show him some love. But 
I didn't watch it all the way through. I feel like this season, the Hard Knocks with the Jets, I'm like, all right, it's Tuesday. I got to watch it. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course, you know, um, they also just got Dalvin Cook. Um, They had a really interesting (laughs) part of uh, where they make the rookies do the embarrassing things. I thought that was hilarious. You know, they Mm -hmm. had to stop the yard bit. Um, my favorite, and it seems like it's a lot of people's favorite, is the eight mile. That, uh, one. that one was hilarious, oh, and everybody was like into it too. You know what I mean? It was lit. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's what I'm watching right now. Um, and then you know, Swamp Kings just came out. Huh? What do you like? First of all, have you have you watched it? And then second, like from what you've watched, I'll say I'll speak for myself. I've I've watched one episode so far. Um, what are your thoughts around Swamp King? Because I'm I'm reading a lot of uh, conflicting um, like opinions about it. Okay, well, it's part of the Untold series yes, by Netflix, which I like. By the way, I'll talk to you about that. But it to me should have just been called Untold Tim Tebow and Cole. <laughs> To are like urban, the you know, urban legend and Tim Tebow, the urban legend of Tim Tebow, or whatever the case is, because it truly was the story of them. And like yeah. they just left so much out that they right. couldn't put in because, like, that is untold. You know what I mean? Like, when you think about it, like, you have the episode of Malice at the Palace, like, you want to know everybody's input of what happened because we didn't yeah. know back then. And the and one, like the behind the scenes, like we get to hear from them and like the whole scandal with the refs, with Tim Tim Donahue. And, you know, you get to hear about that, the untold part. And it was like everything that they that they're saying, like, we know this. What are you talking about? Like, and yeah, they're like so focused on just what again, what we already knew, Tim, <clears throat> Urban Meyer in this. Just, you know, I don't know. It just wasn't as raw and uncut as I thought. Yeah. And I agree with you. There are, there were so many opportunities to talk about, obviously, the elephant in the room, whether it be Aaron Hernandez or even the Cam Newton situation. I didn't expect them to talk about that, though. I did. I did. From a PR standpoint, like, you have to think there's so many things out on that you know what I mean like we know the story which is exactly why you would think that they were like hey people are like people want to know about this stuff there's already so many things out about it I, it's, it's a long I mean it's a lot you know what I mean so that's a whole story yeah, but not, I think not talking about it at all but to they could have just like spliced to exactly. it what they're saying yeah and it was it was a whole lot you know yeah, even again, you didn't have to go into detail. Cool. Like, obviously, you think of Georgia, you think, uh, Georgia, I'm sorry, the Gators, you think of Florida. You're, of course, you're going to think about Tim Tebow and, and Urban Meyer. That's okay. And that's understandable. Make that, make that, I don't know, 70% of the documentary. Sure. Um, I'm going to continue watching it. Even though- it could have down to like 50%, because there, again, there's just so much more of a story. To tell. Yeah. And I, I I am getting the same sentiments from everybody that you're getting where it's like they're saying like it, it's as if they like it's as if they just like consulted with 
Tim and Urban's like PR team and just said like, this is what you can and can't talk about. Or so like, you know, I've been seeing, you know, people say in their opinion that they feel that that's what Untold is. And, you know, because there's a Jake Paul one, there's the Johnny Manziel one. <laughs> it's like, like, they're like, it's propaganda. Like, I mean, I don't think it's entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that it's necessarily propaganda, but I get what you're saying. I get how it's supposed to be a documentary in a sense. Right. You know, like I am a documentary connoisseur. So um, I don't think that these are true documentaries per se. Yeah. I think that Netflix is trying to draw in a different viewer. Like I don't expect, you know, the sports gurus of the world to necessarily be running to watch these things. You know, it's more so the people who maybe don't know <laughs> much about it and just are a little bit enticed and can get Yes, the Hollywood version. Like, that's the world that we're in, folks. Like, they're going to give it to us that way. Like, that's yeah. just what we have come to. So we can either watch it or we can't. But I think that the series as a whole has been really good. Like I mentioned, like, they had the Malice at the Palace. They had this one about this minor league hockey team called the Danbury Trashers. Like, I will forever say that that's the best one. And mm-hmm. it's about this 17-year-old kid who was given a hockey team by his dad a minor league hockey team and he was like the GM and he pretty much got this team to the championship as a 17 year old but his dad was like in with the mob and like he ran a trash company hence the name Danbury Trashers and like they he was like I envision oh you love it because he says that he envisioned it to be WWE mixed with hockey and it is like he's like I loved wrestling I loved like everything about it from back in the day so and even like now so I wanted to mix all that in and like he even got you know NHL players to come and play with him and like Canadian like you got to see that one that's a really good one so I don't think that that series is what people are saying like yeah you know yeah Yeah, and I I get you good ones no yeah yeah for sure um I heard. Have you seen any of the other ones? Uh, yeah, I think I talked about this in the previous episode a little bit, but I seen the Men's Eye Tale one. Obviously, oh, yeah, 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 you did tell me that, girl. Mom, brain. <laughs> but um, I do, or I have heard that Jerry Jones is getting one. I don't know if it's an untold. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Um, that I'm sorry, guys. I may not watch that. I'm sorry. Ten episodes. It's a lot. And I don't know. Well, that man has enough PR as it is. I'm not watching it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I think that as not just viewers, but like sports people and what we want to take in, we have a choice. And like, yeah, I don't want to watch that one. I haven't watched and I probably won't watch the Steph one, the Steph Curry one. And like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just a choice. And like, I love Steph. I think that he's a great player. Like, I love him as a dad as a husband you know what I mean and but I just I don't want to see that and yeah I definitely don't want to see 10 episodes of him like and not to even compare the two but no no no. but I think you're saying that's like one of the ones that's out as of recent yeah and I think Steph like Jerry Jones uh they don't need any more PR than what they already get (laughs) um but hey there's people that will watch it. And like you said, we do have a choice to watch it or not watch it. So um, we will, I will, or we will continue to watch Swamp Kings. Um, I think that um, there's, regardless of the obvious, you get some really good looks behind their workouts. Um, that stuff to me was awesome. 
Um, so I'll continue. Oh, yeah, that behind the scene footage, like the 12, the midnight workouts, like they weren't going to the club. And just, I Wrestling, mean, it was wild. like all that stuff, like that stuff to me is like, maybe that's stuff that like, you know, folks who are not Gator fans didn't know. Um, and I think that, so I, that's stuff, that, there's some promising things in there. So I'll definitely continue watching it. And we can talk about this stuff next week when we're a little bit um, more caught up. We'll talk about Hard Knocks as well. Um, there's some good stuff on TV aside from, you know. I will say, though, about Hard Knocks, because the beginning, the way that um, Robert Sala opened with the four levels of, like, the survivor, the contender, the competitor, and the commander, I was just like, that, whoa, I'm sold, you know what I mean? But, Yeah. but that, that is kind of what Hard Knocks always tries to do. Like, they give you that, like, rocky, hyping this team up. You gotta And buy in, right? They want you to buy into like, it. oh, they got to have a good season. Like, look at what they're focusing on. Like, but I really feel like this is, I mean, the Jets, they seem like a complete team, you know, like from a coaching standpoint, like I feel like he has the locker room, like McVay has the locker room, you know what I mean? Like he's very much well respected, you know, he's so smart. He's just ingenuitive with that defense and just like how he shored it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's like that's his bread and butter, right? I bought in. I bought in with the Jets, Yeah, but I think I still think in the AFC, my big, my big has always been from what since you know the Ravens okay, with in Lamar the AFC. in the AFC. I'm saying, I'll say. yeah, no, I'm saying the Jets are. I bought in with them. Like I really think that they are. They're going to be tough to beat. I think that they're going to be. They are a squad from what we see, right? Like, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that uh, actually, I don't care if they get mad at me. But Bills fans, if they do watch this, the Jets are going to give you all room for your money. They're probably going to take it from The you, mafia right? is, yeah, they're strong. But no, I, but I think that Miami is going to be good too. Mike McDaniel, you don't understand. Have you listened to the Blake Hallers yet? Not yet. I'm sorry. There's a lot of stuff I need to do. Watch <laughs> the content out there. he is a madman. Like he is very, like, you know, you have to listen to him and like his football mind. Like he's a madman. Yeah. Like he Yeah. has that respect Yeah. I'm not for him. sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not denying that. I know that he's like a crazy genius just by hearing he could do a press conference and you'll, you'll, you'll But get he's that. so misunderstood in a way that I think that he's, like, cool and, like, funny and, like, not that I'm saying, like, oh, you know, but, <laughs> no, like, I do. And so I think that he really has so much buy-in in Miami. That fan base is expecting a lot. And, I mean, the reality of the situation is they have a squad. Um, yeah, they do. once Jalen gets back, defense is short up. Offense, you know, as long as Tua can can do his job, deliver, Literally and do his like job, that though. madman Yeah. is gonna work up this scheme that's just gonna be like crazy, like acne, like road runner, just like stuff you've never seen before with Cheetah and you know Waddle and I'm um, yeah. I think that uh, there's like the biggest caveat is if if Tua is healthy, right? Because we're dealing with a really sensitive situation with Tua. Very So true. that's that's the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous. 
Um, obviously, um, I know this is something you also want to talk about is the Tua Ryan Clark situation. It's not even a situation, really. I watched the video. I did. Ryan Clark admitted that he said what he said about Tua. For those of you that don't know what he said, he commented on his weight. Um, he said it was a joke. Um, he said that once people were not taking it as a joke, um, was when he was like, all right. And by he, I mean, Ryan Clark, I got to come out and say something. So, um, I wanted to talk about that because I am, I wanted to give you a quick example. Um, I think you, like me, uh, were huge fans of players who joined the media because I think they challenged the folks who didn't play um, in a good way. And it gives, it sets a great example of how Stephen A. Smith was calling out Lonzo Ball and saying, first of all, HIPAA compliance, saying that he knows his doctors and that that's not true, right? But this man is doubling down, right? Stephen A. Smith is not, he's not backing down. Lonzo responded, stood up from a chair, sat down, stood up from a chair, sat down. Ryan Clark, however, this guy, he's just <clears throat> as if we aren't already weren't fans of his. Yeah, yeah. He just came out and said, "Hey, you know what? When I first took this job as a player, I understood that I was going to respect these guys." And so, kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that, on how you like, first of all, interpreted it, um, and yeah. No, I mean, I. I personally, you know, when I first heard him say it, of course you chuckle, you know, just part of the culture, you know, the jokes. I didn't, I didn't think that he, Ryan Clark meant anything offensive. You know what I mean? And like me, okay. And I'm going to say this now because moving forward, I hope that this sentiment remains, but like, I'm the type of person where like intention is everything. You know what I mean? For sure. You know? And like love always thinks the best and just when it's always when it's said and done, like you aren't trying to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. And so I don't think that that was the place that Ryan Clark is coming from. But we're in just the cancel culture. We're in the world where people are overly sensitive and there's nothing wrong with being sensitive. I'm a Pisces, you know, <laughs> I'm like, but there's like a fine line like there's. This is a job, you know what I mean? Like the, you are critiquing people at what they do. You're in the field, whatever. So I didn't think that he meant anything, any ill will by it. But absolutely do I think that you know, like it can become a distraction with everybody pressing you about it. And, you know, like maybe who's to say, maybe it's something that he was self-conscious about. Maybe it was something that, you know, bringing it up is, you know, it could be an issue, not necessarily like an insecurity, but just, I don't know, like for the media to constantly press him about it, like it bothered him. And I don't think that that needed to be in the forefront, just in terms of like, this is preseason, like we got other things to talk about, like they working, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's, let's bring up other things. Like, I think that the point could have been made differently. It was a joke. And then Tua said that he didn't take it that way necessarily. Like for lack of those words, he, you know, he said, I'd rather you keep my name out of your mouth, whatever the case is. And then Ryan, he got the message. And for him to come back 
as a man and apologize in front of the world. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it didn't take long. Like I went to bed and woke up and there was an apology from Ryan Clark. And I'm just like, okay, that's right. Yeah. And we're moving on from it. And I think that we have to just take things that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah and I think also, I understand that this is their job. Um, I think that to a certain extent, um, they can comment on their health. Um, I think what Stephen A. Smith has done is the complete opposite of what you should do. Um, sure, it's your job to comment on it, discuss it, talk about it. But I think there's levels, like you said. I'm devious, you know, my sources. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, well, like, why are your sources like trying to cook something up that's so that's negative? You know what I mean? Like, do you only want to drop like TMZ type type stuff? Like, yeah, and it's like I said, first of all, HIPAA. Hello, like. Oh. You ever talk about this man's doctors and like what, like what? Anyway, but well, um, they need to find out about they need those doctors, okay? Need to be <laughs> Ryan Clark. That's yeah, that's they work at. I know. He responded fairly quickly. Um, said some good stuff. Completely handled it like amazing. Um, and if I think the more retired players we get in the media, they like follow like the the way ryan clark did it i'm obviously not everything's perfect but i think uh that and this is no disrespect you know what i mean like this isn't to take away from talent on the field but i don't think that everybody is meant for oh no and jobs and things like that i think that and i'm just gonna continue to shout him out like sean mcveigh geez louise he's just that amazing he's a renaissance man he Mm -hmm can go to the booth right now he can be an analyst like a personality because even though it's not necessary he's not like your funny jokester type guy like he has a good personality yeah yeah he's like electric yeah so he can be on the on the sidelines like everything about him is just so versatile but still good still so really 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 good at everything so yeah, right. yeah. I, I don't think, think that everybody can make it like that. no 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 i agree with you i think there's a um there's like you get different guys that do it right because who listens to what Emmanuel Acho has to say? I'm sorry, like sorry, dude. But that guy is just anyway. That's a different story. But there, I feel like there's a different range of guys, right? You have Pat McAfee who did his he he took it his entire different route that has been incredibly successful. I'm a huge fan of the show, and now he's going to be on ESPN. You got guys like Tony Romo, right? Who first bought like a lot of people in lost it i love tony romo when he's in the booth by the way and like i've said that and people think that i'm absolutely crazy i don't know if it's like no, i agree his I voice agree. that people hate <clears throat> but i don't think that you can hate his iq i don't think that you can hate the way that he like chops down you know plays and like he does it quick you know what i mean like he's a replay before the replay right and he like can predict plays and he obviously tells you like mm-hmm. like he reads defenses right th- I mean that's your job again but he gives you color commentary too yeah like, he gives you like like I said they all give like Pat McAfee he's like the entertainment of it right exactly. guys like I would say guys For the like culture right he's a little bit more like but I love the guy uh Tony Romo he's gonna give you I think something of what a McVeigh would give you um another guy that I- I'm starting to like too is Greg Olson. Greg Olson's gotten in the booth. 
Yeah, me too. I like him. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's another like Tony Romo vibe too. Um, but I think that like the more and more, you know, you know who's good in the booth. But it's over. Like it. Who said it's over? <laughs> Talib Akeem. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, didn't 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 um he had a stint and it was like it it was like watching your homeboy in the boot. Well, not watching him, but you know, listening to him. And it's like, hey, like I could definitely understand the. <laughs> didn't the place get into, broke uh, down with him? He got into some legal trouble, did he not? His um, yeah. But like I said, a lot, a lot of these players are going to give you like these different like vibes and point of views. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I think what what the hope is is that. Again, it's not for everybody, like you said, but that they take the route in the sense that Ryan Clark took in the sense of like, at the end of the day, I was a player once I understand. Um, and I think that's huge. Um, the more players we get like that, where they side with the players, but are also part of the media, I think is a good thing. And it's like something to look forward to, you know what I mean? As far as like, I mean, when Tom Brady starts to do it, right, you got a huge deal. Yeah. You know, people are going to be that's appointment TV right there. It's gonna be a bag too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very much so looking forward to seeing that. Like it, McVay could be a coach right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's an, an interesting uh, way to to see the future of uh, sports media. More importantly, well, football. I mean, would you watch BS High? No, I haven't we'll watched. Wrap it up. We'll just kind of close everything there. But. No, I haven't watched the Bishop Sycamore thing. Um, I do plan on watching it. Let me hype it up for you. No, <laughs> yeah, I do plan on watching it. I'm trying. It to- is okay. So it's on Max. It's not a Netflix one, yeah. but it is not a sports doc. Like no, yeah, I know it wasn't. They weren't the, a real team, so it can't. But categorize it as a sports doc, but. Yeah. It is a scammer doc. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Tinder Swindler. Yeah, of course. Uh, they didn't exist. So, um. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> yes, we know that part. But when I say scammer doc, the levels that this man went to. Yeah. And what he put these kids through. Right. You have to watch it. No, yeah, I am. It's on, it's on my list for sure. Um, Got a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, <laughs> what we love about this, though, right? Um, and then today, we'll wrap it up with this. Um, next week, we'll be a week away from the season starting. So today, the NFL did what I think was honestly one of my favorite season announcements they could have done. For those of you who remember, it was a joke that Arian Foster did on an interview in a podcast. He said he was joking, just being sarcastic <laughs> about, the, about the NFL writing scripts. Wasn't it like a conspiracy podcast? Yeah, but Arian Foster, first of all, I followed him because um, besides the fact that he was a great running back, but um, he yeah. also gets into the politics space a little bit, so okay. I like to keep up with him a tiny bit, but Yes, it was a conspiracy podcast. That's right. He um, he said he was joking. It was he was being sarcastic, but 
the best thing that happened that only Twitter can do is obviously they took it and they ran with it and turned it into oh. an entire thread. I remember all the memes and just that thread of the NFL scripts was like top seven, like favorite days on Twitter for me because <laughs> I would like I would like send them to my brother just start cracking up. Like we would send each other all these memes about the NFL being scripted. Well, obviously the NFL capitalized on that like they only know how to do, and they turned it into the season announcement that dropped today. And oh. it's freaking hilarious. Oh. Of course. The writers on strike. I don't know how they did that, but yeah. okay. okay. Of course they got they got a NFL. Did you stop the picket line? Because they got a key. For I key. cannot support that. Okay. I stand with the laborers <laughs> in the unions always. <laughs> um, so key from Key and Peels in it. Cause of course, I believe he did the NFL 100 commercial too, but um, it's so funny. It was funny. It, it was is funny. so funny. Mar Chase was in it. Um, who else? Um, was in it? Uh, I was in it, right? DK Metcalf was in it, Jamar Chase. They had Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Jalen um, yeah, was there in his uniform, full pads. Uh, Justin oh, Fields. and then the whole thing with Pat. Like, they were saying, yeah. X out this oh. Pat Mahomes character. Yeah. <laughs> it's too, that their name tabs, it says actor instead of, yeah. like, it says their name right, but it just says it's actor. It's a good What do you mean? These, they're, they're not real football players <laughs> yeah so they fully bought into that nfl scripting thing i think i thought it was genius funny. besides being hilarious that's funny. Um, and i think yeah i just it was like i don't see how the nba could top something like that um because it was funny and you NBA know what a different vibe nba is a different vibe. no it is a different vibe but i think it, it was still great in the sense that they're they played into the social media thing and they knew like how to like make it into like a moment you know what I mean I think that that's like was what my favorite part was that's why when I seen like the chick walking in with the big old stack of scripts I was like oh I already know what they're doing oh my god so yeah um we wanted to talk about that because I was just so happy to watch that I've watched that video a few times I'm not gonna lie (laughs) I only watched it once but it was funny yeah yeah so um yeah i guess we can wrap um, it up here hopefully we can get a dub this this weekend with our preseason game and yeah we'll, well, be, talking, we'll be chatting again soon yep we're, so we're almost like we're really close to october we got to talk about baseball soon <clears throat> like talking sporty I know we will be talking more than just football, but right now we are so excited, so stoked for football, LA football, our Rams, you know, and college football is right now. So we'll talk more. We won't be like we said, we won't just like overwhelm you with Rams, but no, of course not. Um, College football season is about to start around the corner. We'll get into that. Um, And yeah, so same time next week. Uh, 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 Uh,